Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a hey you're doing great, or you look nice, or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, their relationships, or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. Hi, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. I have a guest today. Her name is Rebecca, and she actually took the time out to talk to me about my favorite thing, musical theater. Rebecca, say hi to the listeners. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor to be able to sit down and talk about the theater. I enjoy it, you know, the way you do. So this will be wonderful. Thank you. So I have to tell our listeners how I met you. What year was that that you did Mamma Mia? Yeah, it would have been 2019, the summer of. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mamma Mia, my daughter was cast as Sophie, which was, no, not Sophie. What was her friend? Friends. One of, one, her, of the, one of the friends. I can't even remember what her, her name was in it. <laughs> we come to see the show opening night, and here comes Rebecca. She's Donna, okay? She as she opens her mouth, the whole audience was like, no, there was no sound. Nobody could make a sound because they were just so enthralled with just how wonderful you were. You're just everything. You just, I felt like I was at New York watching a Broadway show. I mean, you're singing, you're acting, you're dancing, everything. You, you're you a triple threat, girl. <laughs> That's very kind, especially at my age. <laughs> <laughs> that is how, how we met, and it feels like yesterday. Tell us, yeah, you know what? I feel like the listeners and, you know, and even coming from a daughter that is studying musical theater, Tell us about how you got started with this. Well, I was blessed to have support of my family way back when I was younger that saw this gift, you know, say, in me. And they started me down a path of lessons and training at a young age, as early as five. I started training at five locally in the Uniontown area and a couple surrounding areas. So I was training throughout my life, and then after high school, I did go to Point Park University to study musical theater for a couple of years. And that's hard uh, to get into Point Park. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good school for yeah. theater, There's no doubt, and even dance. You know, it's it's a very well known for its dance program. And then from from there, I after studying for two years, there was an audition. I almost didn't go on the audition. But it was for Disney, and it was kind of an open call with Disney. It was Dis- Tokyo Disney, it was the cruise lines, and I ended up landing a job with them, and again, super supportive parents. Uh, they wanted me to travel, they wanted me to see the world. And well, they- what were they asking you to do for this cruise? Okay, so for this particular job, I was main stage. So I was on the stage, and we did productions. So we did a 
a Hercules show. We did an 80s show. Oh, how we did fun. One that was a bunch of the princesses. So I played Ariel. I played Belle. I played, I did the voice for Cinderella. Uh, so I did a lot of stage. So I wasn't a face character meeting children, although I, I do enjoy children. And it's fun. <laughs> the Disney world, but I was on stage. So it, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to kind of be thrust into the professional scene because Disney's very flexible. Yes. To how I felt at a younger age, at the age of you know 19, they taught me how to be a professional and to be flexible and all those things that you kind of learn, you know, in any industry uh, as you're going along. So that's, that's kind of where I started. And then from there, I started taking more jobs. I started meeting people right. and networking, right? Well, when people see you on the cruise ship, I don't know if there's any casting directors or anything on the cruise ship, but they may say, hey, wait, I need you for this role. But I did have they, the casting people that worked for Disney. They wanted me to stay because they were doing some new shows. They were going to premiere out at sea, and they wanted me to cover certain roles and be the vocal captain. But I ended up getting a contact with a Japanese cruise line, and I really wanted to see Japan. I was yes. still very young. And I took that gig and it took me to Japan. I learned some of the language. And then that job took me, I networked and that took me to my next job, which was I was there for the for a much longer time with Crystal Cruises, which incidentally was in the news recently. No way. Bankrupt. If you uh, heard about the one cruise line that went bankrupt. No. At any rate, it, when I was out there, it was <laughs> yeah. You were, so when were you there? You were there in what year? So Chris, Crystal Cruises, I, I believe I joined in 2002. And I was out there for about seven, eight years. Really? For that company. <gasps> so what did you think of that? I mean, let, tell me, because, you know, when people see it, they're like, oh, you got the live, you're out there on sea, you're seeing all these places, and you're doing what you love. I mean, now I'm an educator and I, I tell my students or the theater kids that I work with, if you have the opportunity to travel and work, that you must do. Because those experiences, they can't, you can't, you can't get those back when you're in your 30s and your 40s and you want to, you know, have a family or move into another direction. Absolutely, yeah. I was so blessed. I touched down on every continent except Australia. You're kidding. I went to Antarctica. <laughs> Aww. Interesting, you know, being all over the world multiple times uh, because we were an international cruise line. You know, I was, I was very blessed and probably too young to appreciate some of it. Right. But not too young to, you know, have lasting memories and takeaways. But I loved. I yeah. probably had the best job on the ship. Right. Because I didn't have the responsibility the captain had. Exactly. And yet, I could suntan. I could get off and see things. And I had a show every other night. So I always say that I had I had a better job than the captain. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. So you had some down. Because I was going to ask you if you had any downtime. I had a tremendous amount of downtime as a leading vocalist. Now, some of the dancers, they would do other things. They might conduct a trivia or a bingo session. But even the dancers, Crystal was uh, a step above the rest in the industry when it came to how they treated their entertainers back in the day. You know, they're, they're different caliber, just like any industry. They're different caliber ships, hospitality, and for the entertainers, this was a step above the rest. Wow. So I've a princess and um, <laughs> yeah. I still have so many 
friends and essentially an extended family all around the world because of those experiences. You know, my, my professional life did not take me to New York and I never wanted that life. Um, I know there are a lot of younger adults out there that, that that's what they want. And I respect that. But I always saw that as a harder path in the sense of uh, comfort, and I didn't want that. So for what it is, you know, I had a very um, pleasant experience in my professional world. And now a lot of cruise lines, even though it's taken a, a hit from the pandemic, cruise lines are going back to, they're casting from New York. They're bringing in people with a resume to headline huh. a show. So That's there's great. nothing wrong with taking that time away from your, your maybe your ultimate dream right. of going to New York. You're getting experience, you know, you're getting paid. You're right. And you're getting a place to stay. I don't know what's all included for the entertainers, but um, is the food included? Room <gasps> food, room and board. So, you know, I mean, it depends on your goals. There were people I worked with that would come out, they'd save for a couple years and then they'd go back to the city or there were just people that came, they thought they would just stay for a couple years. And here they said, are you kidding me? Why would I leave this world? Right. Uh, Of course, the caveat is that you, you can't have a family. Right. A ship. You can't be a mom or a dad. So it's it's wonderful for like even your daughter, I would I would encourage her in a heartbeat. If she can land a job for a cruise line, I would say go, go, go. Do you it. You know, it I wouldn't hesitate. It's a it's a wonderful experience. So I did that for quite a while. I never regretted that choice. So you were young because you were what, a junior in college when you first started? Yeah, so I I remember I was about 21 when I joined Crystal, and because I had had the other two ships prior to Crystal, and I was about 21, and then I, like I said, I was out there for quite some time before I decided it was time to, you know, hang up and, and move on and try something different, which ended up taking me out to Las Vegas. Oh, and that was- okay. My next endeavor took me out there, and at the time, Las Vegas was at the height of their Cirque du Soleil production shows, so they do have vocalists, but it's it's quite tricky to get in with them, and I didn't have any luck getting in with them, but I did work for uh, Don Arden's Jubilee, which was one of the last showgirl shows in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, what is that I, about? Um, so, uh, so we're talking glitz, glamour, feathers. Like showgirls. Like you walked out and you were like in your costume. Is that what it's like? Um, it wasn't, I, I wouldn't put it up on my top, you know, three jobs I've ever done, but it was interesting and wonderful to be a part of Vegas nostalgia. Yes, absolutely. You know, the costumes were second to none, rhinestones, the Almost challenging to walk in to a degree, uh, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed putting that on my resume. I did some improv out in Vegas. I also ended up getting my SAG card. I did some commercial work out in Vegas. You um, have done a lot of different things. Now, what is your training background, Rebecca? Voice. I studied voice. I studied voice around here. I also, it seems like I've gone through in my head, you know, where do I really, really feel like I got my vocal technique and I think it's split there's been people that have influenced and I worked with but I did spend some time as a very young child around the ages of eight to ten maybe even younger with the children's festival choir out of Duquesne University Christine Jordanoff ran that I don't know if she still does but they were 
adamant on proper alignment and technique with the voice. So I think at a young age, I got that drilled into me that I kind of, I didn't form bad habits, if that makes sense. Right. Really, once I started working in the professional world, I didn't keep up with training. Nobody was training you at sea. I had to learn things on my own. I had to learn arias and uh, you know songs in French and Italian on my own. So a lot of it was self-taught. Self-taught and observation. I'm right. a firm believer that the arts, you know, probably 75% of it is observation. Yeah. The more you, what you love and what you don't love, the more you learn about how you will make choices. What about your dancing um, background? Oh, I never, I never, I'm not much of a dance. I mean, I know I dance on stage, but I don't ever like the- <laughs> I've seen you, you can dance. <laughs> I'm a mover. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I studied as a child, but I never loved it. I it was never one of those kids that wanted to eat, sleep, and breathe dance classes. Um, I, I, I did, at Point Park, I worked with a wonderful woman, Keisha White, Keisha Lalama White. I'm not sure which name she's going by now. And Ron, the late Ron Tassone, who was from Brownsville, Pennsylvania. Um, they were both wonderful, and they helped me a lot with yeah. uh, dance. But I've I've always I've always tried to go into when I've had to audition. You know, you sell you sell the dance with your face. You sell the dance with your attitude. Exactly. If you've got it going on in your acting, nobody's looking at your feet. That's true. <laughs> nope. That's true. Especially if you are trying to land a role that's more of a singer actor role right you probably do need to move to some degree but that's so funny you said that because when my daughter was younger you know we were we were doing all the dance and we were doing all the you know voice lessons and doing all the we did some acting lessons as she got older but we tried cheer like she really liked cheer for like the local a football team and Peters and then she was like well I want to do competitive cheer and I, and I'm like okay but you know a voice teacher was like Christiana was like uh-uh I don't want you screaming you know go bananas or whatever it was you're going to ruin your voice so she did this competitive cheer where you don't do anything you know you don't, I mean you do your flips and all this stuff. And Lexi was not good at her flips, but her stage presence is what the coach said. She would come up and you would want to watch her even if she's not doing the flips. <laughs> and anybody that is in front of people, whether you're you know, a motivator, you're a teacher, you're a performer, you know, anybody that spends their time in front of people, if you can connect with them on an authentic level with your energy, with your face, with your expressions, with your body language, right? right? You can bring in an audience. I don't care how good you are. If you can connect through, you know, this part of your body. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I, I think that that's what's gotten me through some of my dance auditions. You definitely have the facial expressions and yeah, you want to watch you. You definitely want it. When you're on stage, people, like, well, I can't say for everyone, but for me, I want to watch you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I commit to it. But it's, uh, I, I definitely am not, I am faking it till I make it with the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you're on the cruise lines for about, we'd say, what, eight years, nine years? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then you decided, what, what made you decide to move on? I, I had... Uh, well, life, I met somebody, and we ended up getting married, and we moved to Vegas, and 
that's when I did the stuff I was discussing about the showgirl show right. in Prague, getting my SAG card. Spent time out in Vegas. I enjoyed Vegas. Vegas was a nice, nice area. And then, you know, I've been away for so many years. Right. That's a lot. Things like my brother's graduation. I missed, I missed my family. And I, I think as life does, you start to get to a point where I'm missing too much. Right. So... And again, I was blessed to have a very positive, supportive, strong upbringing. I wanted to come home. Yeah, you know. You know when you're ready. Yeah, I came home. And um, I was, I had plans. I was going to move. I had a contact out in Long Beach, California. I was going to move there. I was going to do this. And then I ended up starting my family. Life would have it, you know. I I realized that as much as I loved performing, I really wanted to be a mom. Right, and you can do both. So, you know, how do you have the best of both worlds? So I ended up going back to school, which is something I always promised my dad I would do. No way. Okay. And I promised him. I said, if if I really want, you know, I will, because I I had always there was part of me that always felt I'd make a good teacher to some degree, but I didn't want to teach theater. I didn't want to teach music, partially because it's just hard to get a job in those fields in today's world, unfortunately. But I always loved drama and English literature. Ooh, yes. I'm back. I got my master's in education with a specialty for secondary English. And um, so while my daughter, Rebecca, good for you. I finished that up. I had a lot of support to do that, and I landed a I landed a job uh, locally. So I do teach English at at the high school level. When did you start that? I started uh, the. Oh, goodness. So I think... Did you have your kids and then go back to school, or did you go back to school and then have your kids? I did it all at the same time. <laughs> you go, Mama. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that all happened, but I, I did it at the same time. I was also, while I was in grad school, I was doing a lot of gigging up in, actually, your way, yeah. um, up in the Peters area, McMurray. I was at Atria's. Some of your listeners might have actually been at Atria's and seen me up there. Um, yes, in- because my friend, Cheryl, who <laughs> is your biggest, one of your biggest supporters, she loves you. I- she talked about that you used to sing up there at Atria's. Linda and, uh, and Sam, I, I don't know their last name, but they own Atria's up there, and they would have me very often. So I was I was blessed to also circuit some of the country clubs. I was up your way doing a lot with musicians. So I was still performing, but I was, you know, finishing up my degree. I came out with that and just kind of have been just running in the teacher mode. But I've been fortunate that where I live, which is in uh, Farmington, Pennsylvania, I'm 10 minutes from Nemecolin Woodlands Resort. Yes. I didn't and realize that. Your listeners, I'm sure a lot of uh, your listeners have been up our way. We, it's, it's you know, a five-star resort. And I sing up there. No I way! I sing Fridays and Saturdays at their five-star dining it's a french restaurant called le trek yes oh my gosh i did not know i need to go up there i'm gonna tell my husband yeah it's wonderful (laughs) wonderful people it's our little piece of paradise but i it's 10 minutes from my house which is being a mom you know because you have to like i'm wearing a lot of hats obviously the teacher um, the singer, luckily it's close to him. Right. So. And that's a thing, like, a lot of moms are trying to do it all. Like, I just 
started the podcast in January and I said, look, I mean, I got time on my hands. I was working part-time for my friends and I was like, wait, I need something that's going to, oh my gosh, I'm doing something I enjoy because I did some community theater way back when. I wasn't like you. I wasn't like you, but I did it for the Bethel Theater and then for Uniontown when my daughter started there, she was in Annie. She was in a bunch of, she loved it and I. it was an hour drive, but you know what, Rebecca? That's what you do for your kids. If your kid wants to be on stage and they want professional work and you know how great they all are there I mean they're just unbelievable and she just like couldn't wait to audition every year and then she got her my one friend Christiana's daughter she started auditioning too I mean it's just one of those things it's an hour away but it's so worth it well that's wonderful to hear you say that and, and I mean I knew you guys felt that way but we're we're starting to see more people come into our area for these shows at our state theater in Uniontown right. from outside of the area that respect the productions and want to be a part of what we're doing so i think that's good for the area it's good for our theater community oh it's wonderful i would never have known about it until i saw the auditions and i said do you want to audition she's like yeah because she did a little bit of little like but when she was really young because that's that's 10 minutes from us but she was she's like no i want to try something and i thought you know what and until she got her license you know i was driving her back and forth and back and i didn't care i'd, I'd go to the restaurants yes yeah no i i mean you're right you do it you do it for your kids and I'm I'm actually starting to see that now that my daughter is going to be nine so we're starting to get involved in more things but luckily the theater that we're talking about and uh, just to say it one more time the state theater in Uniontown right. has now we now have a resident theater company that is going to have educational classes and we're doing more shows throughout the year it's the same group that's been doing it right but They have a name now. They are called the Main Street Theater Company. So John Wagner is running this, and he's doing four shows yearly, and he's offering classes for kids, which as an educator, as a mom, as a performer, this is making my heart full because we don't have enough Mm -mm. for the little ones to come up the ranks and be around good people, learn, learn the craft. So this is a a huge year for us to take this on. Oh, that's so exciting. I love it. When I hear about things like that, I think I love the arts. And I'm all about like, if you love something, you have a passion for it, and maybe you you don't make it, but at least you tried, at least you're doing what you enjoy. I mean, it's, that's what it's all about, don't you think? Absolutely. And respect for the arts, you know, there's, there's so much that children get out. I have an acting class at school. I, I have kids in there. They don't know anything about it, but they come in. They come out of their shells. They are better for being thrown into that kind of fishbowl of, hey, we're just going to play. We're going to play. We're going to have fun. They build confidence. We're encouraging everybody to grow. And I love yeah, that. I, I love do that too. so much. So, and don't you think, Rebecca? Yeah, this may be huge for a lot of kids in our area. Oh, definitely. Don't you think like this day and age, you know, with the cell phone and texting and Snapchat, like I think a lot of the um, interaction with the youth is with their phones. So I don't feel like they have a lot of that personal interaction with face-to-face. Yeah, it's it's definitely there. It's a, it's a concern. Um, I think, you know, depending on how the children are being raised, you know, moderation may is still possible. But yeah, we, we are we are a society that needs more interaction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
the theater, the arts is still encouraging that, of course. But I, the one thing I wanted to get back to is just respect for the theater. Even if you're not the one to be on stage, the idea of just being able to be a patron, somebody that supports it, can appreciate it, can sit through a three-hour show. Right. You know, there's a lot of people in today's world, they don't want to sit through that. And that's that's something we're also combating. So we just have to keep it alive and we have to just keep trying. Right. And I feel like with theater, you know, and this is, you know, I, I love to be a part of it because I feel like it takes you away from maybe you're having something in your life that's traumatic and you're just, you just, you know, you go there and you're not thinking about it. You're realizing that you can sit back and enjoy and watch your show for a couple hours and yeah, you know, your problems or anything will be still there, but that theater brings you to that point in your life where you're like, you know what, I have a little bit of time just to relax and, you know, enjoy. Escapism, and it's a good form of escapism. And oftentimes, you know, obviously writers, playwrights, authors, they don't write or produce something that they're not, they, they have a message. They have something they're trying to say. And if that lands for an audience member, that oftentimes will help them through whatever it is they're, you know, going through. They'll see some relatability in it. And I mean, I'm also speaking as the English teacher now, but, you know, that that's something that nobody can take away from the arts and that everybody can gain from. So true. It is so true. Now, I have one last question for you. What was your... This is from, this is from my daughter, Lexi. What was your, like, your most favorite role, but not favorite, like, impactful role, or is there going to be a different one for each one? Like, that role that you just felt like this was your role? Because I saw you in Chicago, too, girl. Chicago yeah. happened. She got those legs, <laughs> I'm telling you. But what do you, I mean, I, can you narrow it down or is it really hard for me to ask you that question? Like a role that you just really felt like this was your role? Honestly, I, I think the answer is quite simple. I don't think I've done a, that role yet. Really? I don't think I've landed on the role that I felt was, I, I had, you know, some colleagues in these past productions say, oh, are you going to miss it? Are you going to miss it? I'm like, no, no. By the time it, I'm ready to let it go, I, I'm, I'm, you know, that's enough. I'm good. I also got really used to with, with all my productions that I've done over the years, you know, kind of mixing up roles and, and changing up, especially on the cruise ships. I didn't have the same thing going every night. I'm, I'm a creature of change. I love change. I'm strange in that way. <laughs> no, you're not. Easily. And I think if I were doing the same thing all the time, that's another reason New York never really appealed to me because a lot of times you are doing the same show if you're lucky, I guess. Right. Um, I, I just, I need change. So the honest answer is I think I have a lot of dream roles that I have not done yet. And I think the day that I get to do a Mama Rose in Gypsy, uh, oh. Dolly Levi in Hello Dolly, Auntie Mame, um, oh. Annie Get Your Gun, those kind of shows, I think, I don't think I've, had a chance to do those roles yet and I think that I'll hit my favorite role somewhere someday you will and you know what's you know ironic is when I saw you on stage I was like oh my gosh she's like the perfect um was it what was her name in Chicago Thelma Thelma Kelly Thelma Kelly I thought oh my gosh she's perfect this is her role you know but you see it as you can act you can sing you can dance you got it all and you fit the part but you know, emotionally, you're so right. Like when you're the person performing something, you have to feel that like this is my role, like this is my dream. Like you have to really get into what do you think it is? For 
first, for when you're doing the role, you have to somehow, I mean, everybody has different techniques with acting, but I can, I have to connect myself to the character for sure. But I also, I am also very willing to let that character go. Um, by the time it's time to let the character go, I don't need to hold on to the character if that makes sense. But yeah, you have to find some of yourself in it. You've got to, if you if you can't, got to find some sensory details from your past that you can put into it. Right. But I just, I feel like there's other roles out there that I'm going to maybe gravitate more. I really enjoy drama more than comedy. Right. I think that's why the second act of, of Mamma Mia was probably out of the shows I've done at the Summer at the State, I really enjoyed that because the, that's when Donna kind of spirals. She loses control. And I, I really sink my teeth into more of a dramatic role than a comedic role. I find comedy to be very challenging. Right. And I think people think it's the opposite. But for me, at any rate, comedy's tougher. So I would like to do a role that was really just drama the whole way through but i haven't i haven't had a chance to do that at the state yet yet, yet. and now we're saying yet i can't you know what i see i look forward to your path i'm gonna follow and see what you're up to because i want to make sure that i'm there for that i want to see it because i know you're gonna just blow it out of the park thank you someday yeah they've got they've got a couple shows lined up this uh this year so for your listeners we've got spelling bee uh, the Putnam county spelling bee a chorus lines coming in <gasps> I think late january oh my um gosh. we have joe uh, well they can't announce that one i can't say that name but it's <laughs> a show with a with a rainbow colored coat um <laughs> Inky Boots coming in the next summer as well. I doubt I'll be involved in any of them, but uh, to keep an eye out on our seasons as they kind of roll over, you know, there's it's quality entertainment in our oh, area, and your your where you guys are and your listeners, even you know, up in the Pittsburgh, close to the Pittsburgh area, you know, we have a lot of beautiful places around here. So we hope that you guys will. Come visit us and enjoy what we have to offer. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I was really taken, I was surprised when I went up to Uniontown and went to State Theater. I thought, this is beautiful up here. I mean, a little courtyard, I would sit there, you know, and I'd read or something and wait for Lexi with her rehearsals. Or I went to yoga across the street. Like, I did a yoga class. And then the restaurants are so good. Like, every restaurant. There's stores right down the street. I went for a walk there. You know, it was just, it's beautiful to see different parts of Pittsburgh that you wouldn't think of going. But to go to that theater, I mean, it's wonderful. It's not a far drive. I take 43. It's like I'm in and up there really quick. Exactly. It's not far for you guys. And the theater is turning 100 this year. It is a, it is our 100th year anniversary. It used to be, um, I think, like a, a talkie play, a theater where, I mean, it, it's so old. <laughs> And we're going to be doing events every year. I am. I can plug this one. Um, yes. I'm supposed to be doing a cabaret in February at the State Theater. I don't know what's happening with it, but it's going to be at the State Theater. It's an event. It's a fundraiser for the state. Oh, I would Me love it. and maybe a couple guests with some musicians just going to sing. And there'll probably be some wine, like a wine pool. So if anybody's interested, the State Theater, State Theater, with an R-E, not an E-R, dot info, Stay tuned because yes. it, 
there's nostalgia it's quaint you know you don't want to drive home you want to have a couple drinks there's hotels around here so exactly oh yeah definitely and you know I believe in the arts so much and you know I'm so glad that my daughter's pursuing it because I wish that I would have had the guts and the confidence to do it myself but I'm living through her and I'm living through you well she's fantastic and you must give her my best because I I also watch to see what she's up to and I'm, I'm proud of her and she she has a bright future ahead of her as well and charisma to you know for whatever she chooses to do in life she will be just fine yeah, so <laughs> I know I believe in her you know and I also think that theater really just it gives you that confidence like you were talking about with your students the confidence that you might not ever have or ever get it gives you that chance to kind of explore who you are and be you know like you were saying come out of your shell and I just you know I'm all for the theater if I could work at the theater Someday I'm going to work at the theater. And it will help children with every profession they go into. So, you know, ultimately, the more kids we can get into the theater, even if it's just for a couple years, it'll make them better in the future, no matter what they do. They will have the ability to have a conversation, to talk to people. And like you mentioned, that is so in need right now. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. I thank you so much for taking the time out and talking to our listeners. I mean, if you could see this beautiful face I'm looking at, her smile just lights up the stage. And I just, you know, if there's anything else you'd like to say, Rebecca? Thank you for having it was an honor to be asked to do this um, I don't get to talk about my past often and um, it's just nice to be be asked to do this it's great to see you again you too and um, I again I'm very proud of you and congrats on this endeavor for you thank uh, you you know all the best to you with your podcast and and your family and I hope to see you guys soon at another show yes please keep me you know and and say it again honey how to get a hold of like to go online to look up this show uh, our website is State Theater, spelled S-T-A-T-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. That's the trick. You have to put the R first. <laughs> Info. And if, if that's too con- uh, confusing, just type in State Theater Center for Center the Arts, Arts, Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And you, you'll find us. Oh, yeah. You know, Facebook, too. The, the theater's on Facebook. They do a lot of social media posts, so you can find us there. We, uh, we are expanding, and I think, you know, in the next five, ten years, it's going to get even bigger around here. So. Oh, I'm so excited. Tell Toby. Is Toby still there? Toby's still there. He's, a, he's, he's the glue that keeps everything together. He's wonderful. He's another fellow educator. We have a lot of educators involved in the theater, so that's really nice to see as well. We have a lot of, a lot of teachers that right. are helping make all this happen. And what I've noticed too, Rebecca, is the adults don't treat the children like, go here, go there. They're so respectful to the children, and they want to help. Here, do this, and you, you know, you have the encouragement from the adults to the children. It's, it's just unbelievable. It's remarkable. It's, it's very respectful. I agree. I agree. They, they, there's time for them to have to deal with that really negative aspect of professional life. It doesn't <laughs> that we know that exists in the world it's not it's not at our theater I love it I love it I'm so excited I can't wait to see all the shows that are coming up I so appreciate you taking the time and I look forward to seeing you in all your roles I can't wait I mean especially the cabaret thing it sounds like a blast February 11th that's happening uh, Valentine's weekend so again date night hello that's my birthday Valentine's Day there you go 
yeah, that weekend. Because you guys should definitely come down. Should I go to Namakolon and then... <laughs> I love it. I'm going to do it all. This was Spill With Me, Jenny D. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers, or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel... To heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny Dean.